Welcome to Podcast Ed, the podcast of reimaginedonline.org, sparking the evolution of education choice. On this episode, senior writer Lisa Bowie talks with Tina Reif, a military spouse from Florida's Tampa Bay area, and a mother of two whose older daughter attends school on a family empowerment scholarship for education options. Thanks to a change in state law last year that grants eligibility to children whose parents who serve in the U.S. Armed Forces. So today we have with us Tina Reif. She's a military child, military spouse, and a mom of two children. Welcome to the show, Tina. You're living in the Tampa Bay area, I believe. Yes, ma'am. We have we moved here in tw- the summer of 2016, and we love it. <laughs> it is a nice, nice area. So, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and where you grew up, how you grew up as a military child, and what you do now for a living when you aren't being a wife and mom. I am the daughter of a retired Navy chief. He was a dental corpsman, served in Vietnam, and then went and uh, continued to serve the Navy and retired with 26 years of service in and pretty proud of, of his service to our country. And, and I grew up uh, for most of my military child life in Pensacola, Florida, so just a different area of Florida. And we moved around a little bit as a military uh, child, but not as much as most would because uh, we moved to Pensacola when I was four. Pensacola is kind of an interesting military town because they have several different bases there uh, in the city. And then at the time that we lived there, they also had a an aircraft carrier, the USS Lexington, that was stationed there as well. So my dad did back-to-back uh, tours in Pensacola, starting from when I was four. Um, and so he did a, a, a tour on the Lexington. Um, and then after that, he did a shore tour that let us stay there in Pensacola for another four years. And then he retired when I was 12. So I don't have the traveling all around every couple of years that a lot of you know military children experience and switching schools. My sisters who are older than me did, but I pretty much was able to kind of stay in the same school and and they had me in private school. And so I stayed in the same school, you know, for my childhood, which was something that was really important that my husband and I were trying to do, you know, with our family as well. Fast forward. So that was that was kind of my life as as a military child. The military was very big part of of my life. My dad is still active in the, since he was a corpsman, he served with the Marines as well as the Navy. So he's very active in the Marine Corps League in Pensacola, and he kept us very active in the military life there. When my husband and I got married, my husband was not in the military. We got married in 2000. At the time, I always thought when growing up, I would marry someone like my dad who was in the military. It didn't work out that way at first, but after we were married for a few years, and so it was before 9-11, after 9-11 happened, um, you know, my husband was just working a regular job and just wanted, he just kept thinking, I, I really want to do something different with my life. I want to, you know, make a difference, not just work a regular job. So, so we talked about it, prayed about it. And he just was, he felt a calling to go into the military. We joined the military life. You know, he joined obviously as the 
military member and I as a spouse. A little bit later in life, um, uh, he was in his early 30s. So it was kind of a definite career shift and lifestyle shift for us getting back into the military lifestyle. And he joined as a, as a submariner. And so we were living in Lexington, Kentucky at the time. And there's, when I was working for a CPA firm, I had been working there for um, about almost five years. Right after we got married, we moved there and I got the job and had been working there ever since. When he joined and decided to go the submarine route, he was going to be a radioman electronics technician on a submarine. There's no submarines in Kentucky, so we had to move and go where the military took us. And thankfully, the company I work for was very agreeable. In fact, it was their idea to to keep me on working for them. And that was back in 2005. I started, my husband joined, and then I started working remotely. And so I kind of was a, you know, work from home telecommuter before it was kind of a thing for everyone to do. So (laughs) I've been doing it for quite a while. Thankfully, for the same firm, I am a software administrator. I do, I also, you know, do payrolls. I do some bookkeeping. I do pretty much most everything at the firm except for audits and tax returns. So anything else, IT related or anything else, I kind of do. So I'm very thankful for a a job that allows me to be flexible and allows me to continue working for them wherever we might happen to be stationed. And thankfully, we've been able to be stationed up and down the East Coast, except for the few times that my husband has been overseas. So that's kind of, so I um, so I work from my home wherever we might be at the time. How old are your children? Tell me about them. What are their interests and where are they going to school? Sure. So we have two girls, our oldest, Vivian. She is 15. She is learning how to drive, which is fun and scary for both of us. She is very into drama, theater drama, I should clarify, because she's a teenager. So it's theater drama that she's interested in. Uh, she loves to write. And she definitely is that that's where she kind of thrives. She's a great student. She goes to um, Grace Christian School in Valrico, Florida, which is a suburb of Tampa, uh, where we live. And my other daughter, Hannah, is uh, five. Um, So there's a 10-year age gap between the two of them. She loves right now, um, her interests change all the time because she's five, but right now she loves Legos. She loves animals. Love bugs are really big right now. Um, I know all of us that drive hate love bugs. She thinks they're fascinating. So right now you can find her in the backyard trying to catch bugs. So um, she also goes to Grace Christian School. The school that they attend, it's a private Christian school that has grades from K-4 all the way up to 12th grade. So um, so they are fortunate to be able to, on the same campus, which is great because it's just a great environment for both of them to be together on that one campus. What moves impacted them? I understand the Military Child Education Coalition says the average military family moves about every two to three years, and that's about six and nine school changes between kindergarten and 12th grade. How has that impacted your kids? You know, like I mentioned, when I was growing up, I was fortunate that, you know, even though I was a military child, eight of those 
those years, I was able to stay in one place. And I know that's very unusual and different branches move more frequently than others. For my family, my husband's been in since 2005. So we've been, he's been serving for 16 and a half years and he, um, uh, and so we, we have moved, I, uh, counting, I think it's about, we've had about seven different duty stations that he has been at in the 16 and a half years, but not all of those we have moved with him. So one of those was an overseas tour to Bahrain, which was an unaccompanied tour for one year. My husband did that solo and we stayed behind in Maryland. So like I mentioned, our military um, career has kind of kept us on the East Coast and we moved about four times very early on. And so before Vivian, when she got into kindergarten, we, we, we had gotten up to Maryland and we had moved just maybe um, maybe four times at that point. And so there was a lot of instability at first, but then once we got up there, we were in Maryland for, um, for several years because we stayed there when my husband went overseas. And to me, it was really important that we didn't have the option of going with him to Bahrain uh, because of the type of assignment that it was, you know, we didn't have a choice, but it was very important that we did have school to us was kind of the big foundation for our family. I mean, that's where Vivian spent a good, you know, most of her day during the school year was at school. So it was important for us to find a school that we really had trusted and had confidence in. And it just was a good environment for her. Um, and you know, being military and not knowing the area and where you're moving, it's it's hard sometimes to find the perfect environment that's good for your kids. And so we kind of figured that it was important for us to stay rooted in that environment when my husband went overseas. And then after Maryland is when we moved down here to Tampa. And um, we've been fortunate enough to be in Tampa for been almost six years now. The reason why it's been so long, which again is unusual for a military family, is because my husband finished his tour at McDill back in 2019. And then he his next tour took him overseas um, to Japan. He started off as an electronics technician on a submarine but he transitioned over to the CT community and now he's a CTR, which is a cryptology technician collection specialist. And, and his current duty station is on a missile cruiser, the USS Chancellorsville, which is stationed in Yokosuka, uh, um, Japan. This tour that he went on, COVID kind of threw a wrench into our plans, just like it did for so many military families. Uh, we were mid um, mid tour or mid change of tour, I guess is a better way to say it, when COVID happened. And my husband went over to Japan as an unaccompanied tour. Japan is pretty locked down and school was very, um, uh, this, the school environment is, you know, again, it's so critical, especially as, as Vivian gets into her teen years or is in the middle of her teen years now. But as she was moving towards that, when we were making the decision, it was very important for us to have that stability at a school that we trusted and that we, we really felt, you know, met her, her needs and uh, fulfilled the interest that she really is into currently. And so my husband being, that was a sea tour um, and he was going to be deployed for more than half the time out to sea when we were over there, he went ahead and went overseas 
without us. So he is currently over in Japan um, finishing up um, his tour, which happened to get kind of thrown the wrench, like I said, with COVID kind of threw a wrench for about nine or 10 months when he couldn't even get over there to Japan. So it's kind of changed our timeline of how everything goes. But, you know, but basically, I know I'm kind of uh, rambling a little bit here, but my daughters have been fortunate enough, especially Vivian. Um, she started at the school that she's at now when she was in fourth grade, when we moved here to the area. And now she's getting ready to wrap up ninth grade year. And for her, being able to stay in that environment where, you know, she has that stability, where, you know, there's so much instability sometimes in the military life, her being able to, um, you know, hopefully uh, continue on and um, and um, not not have to, you know, switch schools or um, or do anything like that is, you know, kind of very helpful, at least for our family. We haven't moved as much uh, now that, you know, my kids are older. Most of our moving, you know, happened at the beginning of, of our military experience. But Of all the schools that were out there that you could have chosen, what makes this school the best fit for your children? Sure. That's a, that's a great question. It was very important when we got our orders to the area to, um, to find a, a good Christian school. I wanted something, we, well, my husband and I both wanted something where our daughters could, well, we, we had one. I was pregnant with, with Hannah when we moved. So, so we, we had one and went on the way, but we wanted something where our, our girls could, could be raised in a Christian environment at school as well as at home. But, but at school, we wanted that. We wanted them to be able to have chapel and Bible class and um, and be in a smaller class setting uh, because that's what Vivian had also been used to because our school in Maryland was was a, a small Christian private school as well. It was very important to the point where when we found out we were moving to, to Florida from Maryland, I was fortunate enough to have a childhood friend whose husband was also stationed in the area and they were about to move out of the area. And I called her up and I said, okay, I don't really know much about what's available out there, but this is what we want. And so she kind of, um, you know, gave us, uh, you know, a couple options that she knew about. Um, and once we, you know, walked onto the campus of Vivian school, it was just, it was that the family atmosphere that we wanted to have because we didn't have family in the area at the time and the military is family, but we, you know, you want to try to surround yourself with as much family as, as possible. Um, and again, we wanted a place where our daughter could feel safe and they had the the programs that she would be interested in the, um, the drama program that she had shown an interest in and um, just the, the, um, just the atmosphere of the school. I, it's hard to say a feeling, but that's kind of what it was for us when we walked on campus. And and I and I came out of visiting that school, and I told my realtor, and I because uh, we had not had the, the opportunity to come house hunting prior to um, moving to the area. So we moved because my husband was coming from overseas, and he wasn't given house hunting leave. So we kind of. He kind of flew back from Bahrain. We we uh, went to closing to sell our house that we had in Maryland, drove down and uh, Florida, and then we just kind of moved into temporary housing because we didn't know where we were going to go. But once we found that school, 
um, we basically told our realtor, this is the school and I want to be within 10 to 15 minute driving distance in a circle, just draw a circle around that. And that's where we want to be. So, um, so we were, we were fortunate enough to find that. Um, and we were fortunate enough to have our transfer cycle sync up with the summertime, which is, you know, something that not a lot of military families get to do. Not everybody can move in the summer. Some of us get lucky and that's just how our cycles sync up. But it's hard when it's middle of the year and trying to get into a good school or not having a lot of time to research a school before you are, you know, like we didn't get house hunting leave or anything. We we didn't really know the area at all till um, we came down here. So it's hard to kind of get thrown into that new environment. And, you know, you want to be able to um, get a, 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 a place to live where you feel, you know, safe for your family and a good neighborhood. But then also, you know, along with that, have the good schools to back that up. And so being able to have choices like what the scholarship now gives you, I'm sorry, I might be jumping ahead, but, but, you know, that's, that's really beneficial for a lot of families because. Now, when you first moved down here in 2016, I don't, you weren't eligible for the scholarship, then were you? We were not. Um, I believe last year was when, uh, was when we were eligible for it. One of the things that, that I think is, different for the scholarship um, for military families versus uh, just qualifying on an income level or a needs level or anything else, one of the other qualifications for the the different types of scholarships out there um, is that the military, if, if the military option to get the scholarship at different times during the year, um, not just before the school year starts, which is, I think, really important for military uh, members to know about because, like I said, we all transition to different duty stations all throughout the year. Thankfully, you don't get penalized for, well, <laughs> you know, you're not lucky enough to have the, the cycle where you transfer in the summer. Um, you transfer in November. So thankfully, Florida um, and the, the scholarship program thought ahead enough to say, well, you know, we, we need to make this available for families that, that don't come right now that in the summer that that come in you know November or February or March they shouldn't they should still have the same opportunities so that is something that I don't know how many people are aware of that because that's an exception to the normal scholarship availability uh, requirements for step up scholarships now when you were paying everything out of pocket mm-hmm. how how tough was that for you all to come up with that tuition money it is but It's definitely, it's one of those things that you just kind of prioritize and say, okay, (laughs) you know, what, what do we not do? I mean, we, we, we're not a family that takes extravagant vacations, trips. Um, You know, we, we just don't. To us, our daughter's education was important to us. And so I worked a little harder to be able to pay for the, the tuition and everything to kind of supplement what we needed to be able to afford that. And so now that, you know, Vivian is eligible for the scholarship, it does, um, it does allow for, you know, us to, for me to be able to, to cut back a little bit on, you know, my, on my time, my hours and be able to, I mean, we don't live extravagantly, you know, but it has made it a little bit less stressful (laughs) because of the scholarship and the, the extra funds that are there for that. 
So we're very appreciative of that. You're wearing both mother and mom and dad hats right now anyway. I, I am wearing, yes. So um, yes. And my husband is as involved as he can be. Uh, and, you know, I, I can't complain. We got, you know, with technology, thankfully, we have you know, video chatting and when he's not out to sea, that's a plus. Uh, the biggest challenge we have is the time zone difference because uh, they're 13 or 14 hours ahead, depending on whether or not daylight savings time is is in play. But uh, so, yes. Yeah, so so right now it's a busy time. So being able to focus and put my mom hat on a little bit more and not having to worry about those funds, that that certainly does um, does help. And we do appreciate that. Florida has always prided itself on, on being military friendly. And in addition to that scholarship eligibility for military families, a new law passed this year. It sets up a Purple Star Campus Program, and it lets schools across Florida be certified as military friendly if they meet certain qualifications. How do you think this is going to impact other military families in Florida? I think it's awesome. My husband also grew up or spent a good bit of his childhood in Pensacola as well. And so we always kind of considered Florida to be home, um, just a different part of Florida than what we consider, you know, now. But we've always said we, wherever our military travels take us, we always want to get back here to Florida. And we're super thankful that he's not able to be here right now, but the rest of us are able to be here in Florida. But I do know that that I'm super thankful that, you know, we we are in such a military friendly state because we have been stationed in um, in other states that are not for I hate to say it, um, but they are not quite as uh, military friendly, whether, you know, whether it be the programs that they offer or just the environment in general, which is very disappointing um, when you are, um, you know, a military family and, you know, you see protests and and signage in people's yards that basically are bashing the military. And it's hard to see that. And as your husband goes out to sea, um, you know, it's hard to see that and know, well, you know, he's he's fighting for you and and there's no gratitude there. You know, I don't think a lot of military families want a lot of recognition, you know, at least a lot that I come in contact with, but it's just nice to be recognized and feel appreciated for the sacrifices that your families, you know, the families do make. And I think that people recognize that more and more. And so they are, you know, I know uh, lots of military that are itching to get back to a state that appreciates them. And, you know, obviously, first and foremost, those of us that are fortunate to be parents that are, you know, also in the military that, you know, our kids are very important to us. And so we want to have programs in place that recognize the struggles that our kids go through and that can help them out. And so things that like having an environment where, you know, they have people on staff at the schools that, you know, are familiar with the struggles and the the trials that military families come in or, you know, bring to the table. Like I mentioned, coming into a new school mid-year. Yes, other kids do that, but military kids do that more than others. Um, And so, you know, being able to find ways to make them feel more welcome, um, you know, making that transition easier, whatever it might be. To me, I look at my husband and I, we both look at what's what's a good duty station for our family 
not necessarily what what's got the coolest things around it uh, to do as far as studio stations go. It's, that's just been the way that we've approached where we get stationed. And so to us, being in a state like Florida that has the scholarship available, has the Purple Star Campus program, other things like that, it really, it's really attractive because we want my daughters, you know, they serve in some small way too. And, you know, they deal with struggles with their dad being gone right now and other things like that. And so to be in an environment at school that is aware of that and um, and can help with those and those issues, that's something I think that, you know, military will will want to try to get to states like that and try to gravitate towards those states. And it makes me proud that, you know, we live here in Florida and that, you know, there's there's, there are these programs available for us. A seasoned military spouse and a mom, what's the best advice you can offer military families who are new to Florida, especially those who are new in November? Well, for me, and it's, it's kind of trying to get plugged in as soon as possible with the different social media groups that are in the area in which you're going into um, so you can find out what's available and asking a lot of questions. I'm not on all the social media uh, outlets, but you know, I know on Facebook there's good or bad. Facebook has a lot of a lot of groups, and there's a lot of military groups in different areas. In fact, that that's not how I found out about the Step Up Scholarship. Um, I found out about that through a teacher at my daughter's school. But I do know that other military members have found out about those through Facebook groups. So, you know, stuff that you may not be aware of when you're moving into the area. Um, you know, hey, where's the, what schools do you recommend? That type of thing is always a, a hot topic. Finding neighborhoods, especially if you're not familiar at all with the area, you can glean a lot of that from, from those um, social media groups, from fellow families, spouses, and everything that, you know, we all want to help each other out. And for the little bit of negative that's on Facebook, there's a lot of positive you could get off of that too. And so I think getting involved in those groups, um, you know, the, the bases or the posts that you might get stationed at, they, they have a lot of information as well. But I find that I kind of got more plugged into groups and social media uh, ahead of time. So as soon as you find out, where you might be going or even where you might think that you're going, do your research. And, um, and, you know, I think as people think that Florida is an option for them, if they see what available programs that that they have for military families, I think it's definitely going to be even more attractive than a state to come to than it already is. Well, I want to thank your father and your husband for their service and your whole family for its service because we all know that the the enlisted people aren't the only ones who are serving. (laughs) So um, you're serving too. And I just want to say thank you. And I want to wish your children very well in school. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of their academic career. Thank you so much. And I I appreciate you um, asking all these great questions and, and I hope it helps.